The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank. Committed to being a better bank. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash better. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Friday the 21st of June. In your squeeze today, new charges against Chris Dawson. It's down to two vying for leadership of the Conservatives in the UK. Tipping off the tax office and something for that dry skin. This is your squeeze today. Chris Dawson is the former teacher who has become the subject of much public interest after the success of the Australian's podcast, The Teacher's Pet. That series looked into the disappearance of Chris's wife, Lynn Dawson, and eventually led to Dawson being charged with her murder. Yesterday, he pled not guilty to that charge, but that's not all. Late yesterday afternoon, he was charged with a second offence. He was charged with carnal knowledge and what that relates to is uh, he was involved in a sexual relationship with a 16-year-old girl uh, in 1980. Uh, Carnal knowledge is a very old charge. That sort of language doesn't exist these days, but he's been charged because that uh, offence relates to that period and really it's it's a sex offence between an adult and a minor. So police have set up that investigation separate to the one into Lynn Dawson's disappearance. Yeah, if you've listened to the podcast, uh, you'll recall Hedley Thomas, who's the journalist who headed it, uh, going through a process of, of being quite aghast about these accounts of teachers' relationships with students. So that investigation uh, was headed up and this is the first charge out of it. And in a big day for podcast crime stories, Hamish McLaren of Who the Hell is Hamish, another podcast produced by The Australian, was jailed for 12 years for fraud. He has been in the public eye uh, for quite some time, not just since that podcast. There's been plenty of reports about him, particularly because he was involved in targeting fairly high-profile women and other friends uh, in what is essentially a Ponzi scheme. So, yeah, it was, as you say, a big day for podcast justice news. In the UK, there are two men left standing who could become leader of the Conservative Party and therefore Prime Minister, Boris Johnson and Jeremy Hunt. Boris Johnson is someone who was uh, the Foreign Secretary in his last formal role. He was the London Mayor before that. He's been quite prominent in politics. He's a very strong Brexiteer. Uh, Jeremy Hunt actually took Boris Johnson's job as Foreign Secretary when Johnson was booted uh, almost 12 months ago. He's described as a modern Liberal. Uh, He campaigned to remain in the European Union, but of course he's come on board and has actually been uh, a supporter of Theresa May's position as, as she's been trying to get that Brexit package uh, through the UK Parliament. And for, um, yeah, political tragics, there's a really good link in the email to an account of Boris Johnson, given he's the favourite. There's a lot of attention on him that I think is quite telling. It's quite an interesting article about him and the way he operates. So a vote will now be put to party members. There's about 160,000 of them. And the victor of that vote will be announced in the week of the 22nd of July. So a little while to go still. 
Agreed by the New Zealand Parliament not long after the Christchurch massacre, this week their gun buyback scheme will begin. The Kiwi Parliament has put aside $208 million for that uh, fund that will compensate the owners of weapons. And we're not just talking about any old weapon, we're talking about military-style semi-automatic weapons, which have been uh, legally available in New Zealand that, of course, ceased uh, almost immediately after that. Um, those uh, uh, terror attacks in Christchurch and, yeah, the scheme is going to be up and running uh, and open for six months. And the Australian Tax Office have said they've received a record number of tip-offs from the public on possible tax evaders. The number of reported breaches from the public to the tax office of suspected uh, tax evasion has increased 42% in the last 12 months, which is quite incredible. And uh, officials expect that uh, the coming financial year, there'll probably be about 70,000 tip-offs. And what the public seem to be really uh, grumpy about are neighbours or colleagues or uh, people Mm. that they're acquaintances with uh, underreporting their income. Yeah, the ATO has said that about $50 billion is lost in Australia each year through unreported taxable income. So they're cracking down on that. Qantas has over 12 million frequent flyers, so I figure this one is going to affect quite a few people listening. Yesterday, they announced a big shake-up of their loyalty program. The biggest shake-up apparently in its 32-year history. And there's some notable changes, but the one that seemed to be getting the most attention yesterday is the increase in the number of points that it will take to redeem business and first-class reward flights. Uh, also, though, uh, economy flights, apparently it will take less points for some economy flights. Very interestingly, too, there's is going to be a very new super fancy club that very uh, flyers, yeah, who fly. It basically seems they never get off a plane will qualify for. For those who speak airline loyalty, you'll need to accrue 75,000 status credits to get access to that club. That's a lot of status credits. That's, yeah, you're basically never away from the airport. Basically. Um, a cat or fox A cat fox (laughs) is the new species that scientists have discovered on an island in the Mediterranean. And it's something that the island, um, Corsica, uh, the locals have have been aware of. Uh, There's apparently only 16 of them and scientists are are rather excited about it. But they have a particular um, canine tooth that is quite large and they hunt nocturnally like foxes do. So, yeah, but when you see the pictures, it really does look like a really big domestic cat. (laughs) Just looks like a big cat. Mm. I mean, go and have a look if you want, but it's a big cat. (laughs) (laughs) That likes to hunt with big teeth. Yeah. Yeah. I like the cat fox though. Yeah, fox, cat, whatever, <laughs> whichever way you go. Um, Friday Lights, you've included a link to a little Q&A with Vogue editor Anna Winter. That's always entertaining. Uh, also a long read on Aretha Franklin and her musical Legacy. Both those links at the bottom of the Squeeze Today email. But this product you're recommending for dry skin is so timely for me and I'm sure for others. Oh, good. Oh, that's good. It's a product from uh, a bunch called The Ordinary and they've had a a lot of products out recently. Uh, They're a fairly new brand, but the the basic premise is that they take quite fancy 
beauty products and strip it right back to its very basic ingredients and then they don't charge a lot of money for it. Sounds like my cup of tea. Do we need to say this is not a paid promotion? It is not a paid promotion, yes. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Just a good recommendation. Each day the Squeeze Today email subject line is a song lyric that relates to a news item. What have we got? I so song lyric today is I was beautiful then a song from cats that of course comes back to our um fox cat but um I think also um when I think yeah my winter skin's never good so yeah I always think about my skin being better better in different days I was beautiful at a different time I'm sure other than winter <laughs> <laughs> That's all from us today. Uh, as we've said every day this week, you can follow The Squeeze on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram if you're interested. Uh, enjoy your Friday. Have a great weekend and we'll chat to you on Monday. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.